If you want to actually take your driving today, I'll let you drive. Sorry. Are you okay if I go get a glass of almond milk? Nope. <laughs> you got, you got to get rid of that apple cider vinegar. Go get it. <laughs> and Philly is so cute. She's and, so just heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so old in those pictures that Soraya sent. She like what mom said, like she looks like a whole year older or whatever. Genuinely, I, I had that exact same thought. Like, wow, I have not seen her in probably only two or three months, but she looks a whole six months older. Yeah, it's nuts. She's growing so fast. Not just height and weight, but she's like, like before, when we were in uh, New York for Megan's graduation, that was like, what? I don't even know. That was in April? April? Or something like that. She was like, barely able to get on her hands and knees to kind of start crawling and like barely like get her arm up like on a step or something and now today is june 29 and she's like full-on crawling on her hands and knees just about as fast as a toddler can go on her hands and knees and she's going up and she's going upstairs like nobody's problem or nobody's business that's awesome and also like the beginning of the end where you really got to yeah. start supervising. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been crazy, but it's fun. That's she's, good. she's progressing a lot and she's a lot of fun. That is really fun. Tate, while you were on Skyler, just kind of started his update, like talking about Philly. Do you oh, want to yeah. just keep going and then Tate, you can do whatever you want to do. Sounds sure. Good. Yeah. Tate, I was just talking about how Ophelia is growing up really fast and it's pretty crazy. Um, what is new? Um, like I said, uh, I was telling Scott, I think before we started the recording, we're doing a concrete project right now. We're doing the concrete around our house, which is exciting and fun. We're going to be doing a lot of updates on like the lawn. So that's exciting. I'm on summer break. So that's been really nice. I'm still really busy with research and uh, just studying a little bit here and there um, just to keep the gears well-oiled um but instead of 10 to 13 hour days i'm doing like four five hour days which is really nice um ophelia is starting at a new daycare or has started at a new daycare which is called four seasons and it's like kitty corner from our house so that's really nice and we're enjoying this being in philadelphia again after being in utah for almost a month so we're just trying to soak up as much philadelphia as possible while we're, I guess, here in the summer while we have some time together before school starts up again. I think that's about it. Sweet. Um, yeah, I can go. So, Rachel and I just got back from Arizona. We were there for like 10 days. Um, it is extremely hot there. Um, but yeah, we visited Grandpa. It was Grandpa Henderson's birthday on Sunday. We're nowhere. Oh, cool. So, we brought, we, we brought him a pie that week. Um, was it from yeah. Village Inn? No, it was from Rock Springs Cafe, which is is like apparently Arizona renowned. Okay, let me say it's probably better than a chain like Village Inn, but I was just curious. Um, but yeah, now, um, Rach got LASIK. Everything's gone great. She can officially see better than me. Um, wow, so that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um and. Looking forward to to July, I have 
two papers I'm trying to finish. One that will for sure get published or get accepted to a journal by the end of July. And one that'll get, hopefully get published. Um, and doing just grad school prep stuff. So GRE study, looking at programs. And yeah, I think that's it. It's been nice right now. It's been a while since we did the last podcast. So I don't remember what's happened since then. Yeah, I think it's been three months. Lots has happened since then. We just, yeah, I guess I'll, that that can roll into my update. In the last three months, um, y'all have, were here for Megan's graduation. That was a thing. And for Jade's birthday, which was a lot of fun. The month after that, we did Gemma's birthday, where we did like all the shaving cream in a blow up pool and neighborhood kids just came and played it was a blast and so much cheaper than jade's birthday uh, <laughs> and probably just as memorable and we also went to utah we went to lake powell uh saw tate and rachel that one day one or two days before you left um lake powell was great it was a little windy at times and the speedboat broke but it was all right and then I flew back to New York last week, and I've been here flying solo with Poppy. Yeah, you, Pop. She's looking at me. Um, and I think since our last podcast, I also started my new job at NYU Langone as a yeah. workplace culture and inclusion consultant or specialist, whatever the official title is. So that's been going great. Uh, no complaints. I have some cool projects, and things are going to keep on developing in good ways there. In an elevator pitch fashion, what are some of the projects or what is, I guess, job title or job like description plus like an example of the work that you are doing and what will you will be doing? Yeah, so high level, the purpose of my role, I mean, all of us know what it's like to be disengaged at work, right? And that can range from environmental factors that can, I mean, all the way to like, hey, how's, how am I managed from my leader, my manager? The goal of making the workplace uh, really healthy and fostering a sense of belonging so that people are productive, engaged, high performing, stick around and engage in positive citizenship behavior. Sweet. I had a thought, I was like, honestly, that could be used in like a university just because yeah. I don't know if all professors, there's kind of this assumption, oh, if you have a PhD, you can do everything, which is like not true. Anyway, the as exact you opposite. You can do yeah. this one very specific thing. Yeah. But as you were explaining, I was like, this would be nice in my research labs. Yeah. I like, was comfortable and wanting to progress and work on research and not have this huge overwhelming burden of research. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you pitch it to the team, just let me know, and I'm happy to come and do a session just for fun because I enjoy it. All right, now I'll, I'll keep you up too. Cool. Okay. Um, well, today is kind of a continuation of last time. Last time we talked a lot about um, Sunday routines. Today, we're going to dive into a few more that we didn't go over last time. Specifically, church, Sunday dinners, fast Sunday, general conference, and other things that come up along the way. So, um, just starting off with a vague question, I just want to hear everyone's thoughts on how was generally 
your experience with church growing up with mom and dad? Because I think this could range very widely from, oh my gosh, my parents pressured me to do everything. They shamed me. I'm, I hate them. It was a horrible experience. To You're like, saying this about our mom and dad? I'm no, just, I'm just, saying I'm just kidding. Okay. And then I'm saying, and then like all the way to like, oh yeah, like I just went of my own accord and my parents didn't even care. But anyway, what are your, I'll like whoever wants to go first, go first. I can go. Um, growing up, I feel like I didn't really enjoy going to church until I was like 15, probably 15, 16. And then I was like, yeah, this is a good thing to go to. I benefit from it. Um, I enjoy what I'm learning. I feel good while I'm there. Prior to that, I remember a couple of times where I was just, I would try and do everything to get out of church or make church better in some way, shape or form. For some reason, I thought that if I got to wear like non-dress shoes to church when I was like 12 or maybe even younger, that I I would just be like a cool kid or I would like it more. It was just like a symbol of, hey, I have some autonomy here. I don't just get dragged here and have to go. But I had no autonomy. Um, <laughs> Mom and dad would not let me wear uh, skate shoes or slippers or anything that really doesn't belong in that type of setting. But I remember having that conversation with mom and dad multiple times when I was like 10, 11, 12. And it always had the same outcome. A couple of times I wore them. Like I got in the car to drive to church and they hadn't seen my feet yet. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to get there with my slippers or my casual skate shoes on. And then dad would see them and he'd be so mad. I think one time he took me home to change shoes. But yeah, that, that, that's my reaction initially. I could riff a little bit longer, but Sky, what about you? That's really funny. Um, I think the first couple of thoughts that came to my mind were, I remember living at a 305 house and that would have been anywhere from like third grade to seventh grade or something like that, or sixth grade, something like that. And uh, I remember not wanting to go to church so bad, not because like, I don't know, no... I mean, very few eight-year-olds or 10-year-olds or 11-year-olds actually enjoy going to church in a shirt and tie, you know? So I remember getting home from Sunday and putting my white shirt like in the back corner of a dresser and stuffing it to make sure that it got wrinkled. (laughs) (laughs) And so the next week, it would be like, you know, almost time to leave. And I'd be like, oh, dad, wait, my shirt needs ironing. And he'd get really angry because he should have brought this to me before because now we're going to be late. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, yeah, I know we're going to be late. Like, this is why I'm doing that. I don't want to go to church. Anyways, he'd, he'd iron it. He'd spray it down or whatever, throw it in the dryer and give it to me and whatever. I just didn't really like going to church all that much. But I had a lot of friends, especially in the, I guess it was the ninth? No, 10th. 10th? What, what was the word on Foothill? 12? The 11th. 11th? <laughs> <laughs> no chance of remembering these. Uh, 10th word. Um, I had brought some Cornellas, Duncan McKay. I mean, I had some good friends in that word. Um, and so second and third hour, for that matter, way back then, um, could have been fun often. But then when we, when we moved to the Foothill house, I remember just not really getting along with a lot of the youth. Um, not that we got like 
not that we didn't really get along. We just didn't have a lot in common. Yeah. And I yeah. related more to like the older kids, like Tyler Peterson and uh, Chance Oldroyd when he got there. Um, but that was about it. And so I remember being pretty reluctant to go to church then too, but I was a little bit older. So I think I could appreciate a bit, appreciate it more. And like the mission was in the back of my mind. But um, I do remember mom, mom, especially because I don't, I don't remember dad, for some reason, mom was going to youth activities. Anyways, I remember them being like, um, like we were doing like a musical thing for a youth activity. I don't know if either of you remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It was like a stake thing where each ward had to like put on a musical or some type of performance or something. And Brother Kelly, do you remember the state? Yeah. And Brother Kelly, who was like the most theatrical, like music-minded person, took it way too seriously, in my opinion. And we were doing like, you know, like jazz hands and singing and dancing and everything. And I remember begging mom, being like, mom, I don't want to do this please don't make me do this. <laughs> and she was like, okay. <laughs> like, she, it's, that's okay. Like she understood where I was coming from. I still had like some part in it, but I, I remember she, I'm pretty sure she talked to brother Kelly and just kind of explained like, Hey, Skylar doesn't want like whatever big part or this part or whatever. So I did minimal work in it, but I remember that being a positive experience and thinking like, okay, I'm not crazy for not wanting to do this stupid musical. (laughs) Mom's on my side with this, which felt good. And dad probably was too, but I don't remember why I don't remember him being in that scenario. Maybe he was was probably traveling or like Cub Scouts or he he was a young man, young women probably. Right, exactly. Anyways, those are the first thoughts that came into my mind. Intentionally wrinkling my shirt as like a 10-year-old to make us late for church. And not having a ton of friends in the youth at the foothill ward plus mom being on my side with the musical thing <laughs> yeah i, I uh, love the shirt uh, thing especially because it was like you just wanted to make us late it's not like you're even trying to get out of church you just wanted to make us late <laughs> right i don't know what my thinking was like if i make us late enough then or if i or if i bother dad enough i'll just say fine we're not even going because it's like not worth Score. it anymore or something yeah right yeah, I remember one time, still at 305 House, I it was past Sunday, and I was just not having it. Like, I just could not handle not eating that breakfast or whatever. Or you know what, maybe this was at, I don't remember. I think it was at 305. And I just remember complaining to mom and dad how my stomach hurt, I'm so hungry and everything. And I just kept on egging and egging and egging all throughout a sacrament meeting. And it was about halfway through where they turned to each other and was like, well, what do we, what do we do? Should we just, should I just like take them home or should I just do whatever? And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> are you going to take me home? Yeah. I mean, is this going to work? And dad took me home and he, I know he wasn't happy about it. Um, which made me feel bad. And then we like made a lunch and we like said a prayer to break our fast and then ate or like it was anyways, I remember doing that and feeling pretty bad about it. That is but in the moment I was like, this is working. And then afterwards I was like, that was kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. In hindsight, hindsight's 2020. I remember when you talked about fast Sunday in the 305 house, I don't know if either of you remember this, but I remember how there were French doors on the kitchen. Totally. 
I remember coming upstairs one Sunday, so hungry, so excited to dive into a bowl of frosted mini wheats or something of the like. And mom had taped a piece of paper on the door. <laughs> she said, do not eat. It's fast Sunday or something like that. And I had, I was like so mad, but I didn't eat. I was just like, oh, like, there's like, I could have gone in there and eaten and then left, but something about, I don't know, something about it was just like, I'm so mad and I'm so hungry and I'm going to be obedient, I guess. Like, is that what I, that's what it was, I guess. Really interesting in hindsight, but I just remember being so mad. Yeah. Fast on is hard as a kid. Like, and a missionary was it? in the MTC. Yeah. Oh. Honestly, it wasn't until my mission that I really understood fasting. Like, I really, really, really want this. And how can I show God? How can I prove to God that I really, really want this? So he'll give me what I want, basically. I mean, that's a really simplistic version of what the idea behind fasting is. It's a symbol. But yeah. And it was finally like, oh my gosh, like it, it finally clicked. I was like, no wonder I've hated fasting like all my <laughs> life. And people have tried to explain it to me, but I guess I just never like. You never wanted, you never wanted to know the why until you needed to teach it. Right. Yeah. Um, I have lots of thoughts running around. Spill them all. Okay. So first thought, I think with me at 305, I do remember moments where fasting was just horrible. And I was like, this sucks. I hate it. And yeah, I would agree. I would, I don't think I actually knew, like under, understood fasting maybe until right before my mission, because I was, I fasted for my patriarchal blessing. I was like, oh, I'm fasting for something. Mm-hmm. Um, also yeah. side note, it was always like, my mom and dad always said something like things like that. Or like leaders always said, like, make sure like I fast for something. It makes it more meaningful. And like, as like an 11 year old kid or like a 13 year old kid, like what the heck am I going to fast for? Like, yeah. I, all I of my needs are met. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't need better grades and I don't care that much. Like my friends are great. Like, I don't know. That, that never clicked for me until I got older. Anyways, keep going. Babe. No, honestly though. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I remember there's one time, I, I don't know, at least one time where I was in bed and I'm, I might be getting stories mixed up. I believe this was going to church. Maybe it was going to school. Um, I think I was super sick the night before and I woke up and I felt great, but I did not want to go to church. So <laughs> I, I was, I think I was in mom and dad's room because dad was on a business trip or something, which happened a lot. Um, which I, so I ended up sleeping in, in mom's bed anyway. Um, mom got up, got up before me. I woke up and I heard mom coming back in. I was like, Oh no, I'm going to pretend I'm asleep. So I closed my eyes and I heard her and I was moving my eyes around just like, just to see like where she was coming from. Obviously like my eyes are closed, but I then she didn't wake me up. I fell back asleep eventually. And then later that day, my mom says, um, Oh, I was going to wake you up for church, but you just look so tired. Like I could tell you were dreaming with your eyes moving and everything. And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and anyway. you were just like massaging your eyes, not you're awake or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, it was just weird. 
That is funny. But and then I remember with Sky and Mutual. Um, I think Mutual's still a thing. But I remember when I was getting into high school, Skyler was leaving high school. And I, I don't know if you remember this guy, but you did not like going to mutual that often. You'd rather be hanging out with friends. And Definitely. then coming into high school and being like, oh, my brother's the coolest person in high school. I shouldn't go to mutual either because all the cool kids don't go to mutual. <laughs> so I avoided going to mutual as much as possible until like my maybe my sophomore junior year. And I was like, you know, like mutual is actually pretty fun. Like we go bowling. Like I like the people, but that was funny. And it's funny. Yeah. I remember in that in that same ward that both of you were talking about going to mutual and I I, I only had my senior year there. I think I know maybe it was like the last half of my junior year and then also my senior year. I don't remember, but I kind of had this, this similar experience where I didn't have a lot of like there weren't there wasn't a lot of overlapping interests with the young men in that ward. Um, so I would not go very much either. And in hindsight, like Sky, are you talking about like being in a musical, like being in a play like that? Like in hindsight, like right now as a 31 year old, I would eat that up, which is <laughs> so funny. Um, I guess you, you just don't, I guess as a teenager, you, you like, because when I was a teenager, I would not have been down for a musical. I would have been like, no freaking way. Um, and I, I was at EFY as a counselor in 2013, I think it was. Yeah, 2013. And you had to like try, you, you could try out to like sing songs at a devotional or something. And I was like, look, I know I'm not going to beat out someone else to like sing on the stage. And there's no way I'm going to go on that stage and sing. But I'll go to the tryout and sing in front of some judges just to like, get out of my comfort zone and try something. But that could not have happened as a high schooler. Like I would not have had, I wouldn't have had the courage. I wouldn't have been able to be like vulnerable enough, get out of my comfort zone or whatever. Um, and in hindsight, I wish I would have leaned more into that ward, I guess. And socially, I feel like on Sunday I was super present and like we really jived. I really jived with that ward on Sundays, but otherwise not so much. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say, I think I wouldn't be surprised if you get, you guys jived more with the leaders maybe than with the youth, like brother yeah. Isaac, uh, brother Tanner. Tanner, they were always, always super fun. But it was interesting though. Cause for me, we moved into that ward when I was still in primary. Mm -hmm. I didn't have really any developed interests. So it's very easy for me to develop new friends there, like with Isaac Hopkins, Jack Cropper, Dallin Merrill. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I had buddies throughout that, the entire, um, throughout that entire ward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was like your childhood more or less. Yeah. Like my other, only other buddies in the 10th ward were Austin, Reese, and Max. Wait, I don't think even Max was in the ward. No, he was in the ninth ward. Yeah. So just Austin and Reese kind of wrestle. Oh yeah. 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 I think like, yeah, back to, back to that point. It's not that like we didn't get along or anything. There was like not that much in common. I tried like, I don't know. Morgan Payne was pretty chill. Um, I remember Joseph Wilson got really into like Rubik's cubes. 
So I tried to like connect with him on that level. Like, I don't know. But like you said, Tay, like I had like a lot of my friends in high school already. And I was like football guy, cheer guy, baseball guy, you know, and I just had my circle of friends and it was hard to, for me in that moment to branch out, I guess, and find a lot of commonalities between, between us and that word. Yeah. When a lot of time for me in that ward was me going to church alone because Scott was either on his mission or married and Skyler was on his mission or married. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And also because mom and dad were in a YSA ward. Mm. That was really interesting. Uh, You were flying solo. Yeah, there was probably at least, at least a year of me just going to church alone and like, Ward families would invite me to sit with them and stuff. So I, I developed also like relation, good relationships with adults. That might have been like the most I've like developed relationships with adults because I would just sit next to them and be like, yeah, I'm here in place for my family kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's like really impressive that you would go alone. I feel like a lot of other teenagers probably wouldn't have shown up. They would have just hung out at home and mom and dad would have come back and said, Hey, did you go to church? No. Well go next week. Okay. And then it might just be the same, same pattern the next week. You know, that's cool. That's really interesting. I never thought about that. I had no idea that you went to to church just alone. Just like sat with other families or by yourself in the congregation. Like I never thought about that, but that's really interesting and good on you. Yeah. Yeah. From what I remember, I think mom tried to, flip flop so every two weeks i was with mom but dad was never there um Mm -hmm. but yeah what what was it like for you when you were there alone it was the same i I think also because i i'd probably been there since primary so i grew up that i went through my chubby phase in that ward so like people had seen me since like the age the dawn of tate you know yeah um (laughs) but and I think it was also, I just probably just like had a really good community community. And yeah. I think everyone in that ward was saying, Oh, like Tate's so awesome. He's so helpful. And he's such a good guy. And I had friends there. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. going. Yeah. And Bishop Tanner was super solid because he became Bishop. Pretty well, much I was right. on my mission, I think. Yeah. Like right when I got into Young Man's About. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, but I was going to say also, unless you guys have other things to say, this kind of fades into um, other activities that we did on Sunday. Because for me, when you guys were moved out, I would go to church and I would come home. I don't know if I'd come home before or after mom and dad, but then it would just be mom and dad and I just kind of chilling at home. And I don't remember what we would do, but journals faded out. I don't know how long ago that fight faded out for that faded out when you guys were there. But um, I honestly can't think of anything else that we did during Sunday after you guys had moved out besides probably a dinner. Did did you ever get to, did you ever get together with other friends or do a like 
youth activities or anything on Sundays? Yeah, not not a ton, but usually it would just be like, especially senior year, I like you're not even going to your own ward in Provo because you're just going to mission farewells and homecomings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the foods after that. So it's just a whole social right. day. But, but yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't think we really did. I guess there were a few times me, mom and dad would go have a dinner with somebody in the ward. So like the Farrells, I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. I remember Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. I remember that phase of life while Skyler was on his mission. I remember often Megan and I would come over for dinner and that's when that's when this started. Uh, We'd be like finished dinner and Tate and I would look at each other and one of us would just be like. And it was like kind of our sign language to sneak away and go play foosball. And I think Megan hated it. In fact, like I I know she hated it a couple of times. (laughs) She was just like, like it. She was just like, Scott, like, you're just there for so long playing foosball with Tate. And like, I love chatting with your mom and dad, but it's also nice to have you and Tate there with us. And it's just, that's so many hours of foosball were played on Sundays after dinner. That's true. That's awesome. I feel like we also, like, we never had like a consistent game night (laughs) growing up. But we had lots of opportunities. Like, we, oh, we kind of got into greedy for a little bit on Sunday afternoons. Yeah. Sunday evenings after dinner. But I don't remember there being like a Henderson game that we would play until Skulking came along. And that was like the thing. And then it was wacky sick. Like in adulthood, we have games. But in childhood, we didn't really have card games or board games that we'd play. Yeah. Growing up, I only remember playing like greedy, taboo, curses. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole transition to gamifying the Hendersons happened during my mission. Cause I came home and I was like, what the <laughs> really, oh, really? that's funny. Tell us about that. It was just, yeah, it was just weird. Cause I got home and it's like, oh, let's play these games. And Skylar and Soraya, cause they live nearby, pull out like five different games. I'm like, whoa, what? And <laughs> every Sunday. Yeah. That, that, that would be a fun podcast episode to do of like coming back from the mission and re-entering the family with changes that have taken place. That would be fun. Totally. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. I, I think most of our games happen with Luthies or like extended families. Like I don't Werewolf. Remember. Yeah. Like werewolf. I mean, we played like mostly like taboo and greedy rook um even catchphrase i think um most of those games came out with like extended luthi dinners whereas we didn't have like a ton of games yeah like you said just us five for a while yeah yeah soraya's family all the warnicks are like crazy in the games and they have been for a really long time Hmm. so i guess maybe that's like where me and Soraya brought it over to the Hendersons and just kind of forced it upon everybody. <laughs> yeah, that might have been attributed to you too. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Skyler and Soraya. Um, something else that we can talk about is General Conference. Because that was... For, for me, I remember mom making or making every once in a while um use 
I don't know if I should use it. It felt like a, one of those kids menus that you get a brick oven, but it's probably just a piece of paper. Um, that she would create like a bingo and a crossword and everything like that to keep us entertained while watching. And then always orange dro- orange rolls, which were yummy. Totally. Yeah, I haven't had an orange roll in a long time, but that sounds really good. <laughs> it does sound really good. I was yeah. before getting on the podcast tonight, I was watching a show and the employee, the guy, like the main character, works at a Cinnabon. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I want flowery, sugary goodness. Um, but then I got some trail mix and came and started talking to you to you both. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like my the times I felt best during general conference were a the times where like a message really resonated with me, right? That's a given. Uh, B, right after a general conference nap. <laughs> like I did either of you have that experience where like you'd fall asleep during a speaker and it was just like this glorious nap and you'd wake up and you're like, oh, I'm going to have to read that one, catch up on it later or something. Yeah, totally. I I do that now. I think as a kid, I don't know if I really even watched during a conference. Like mm-hmm. maybe I listened for the words that mom put on the sheet, but I would probably be more like on my phone or eating food or doing something else. But now I, I often fall asleep. Yeah. My memories of general conference are all post the Utah move. Like prior to Utah, I feel like mom and dad only required me or asked me to sit through one session and then all the other sessions I could just like exist and do like kids stuff during, but I don't have any memories other than like the bingos during that one session when I was a little kid, all my other ones are after the move to Utah. And when I was pretty much like a teenager, there was one, and I don't know why this stuck with me. So like so hard, but there was a time where, I only remember me and Tate in this scenario. I don't know where you were coming with friends or watching it somewhere else. We were watching slash listening to general conference in the kitchen of the 305 house on like the tiny little TV screen that we had in the kitchen. It was like a, it was like a nine inch screen or something. Was it built in DVD player? Exactly. It was like silver, you know? Yeah. And me and Tate, or uh, Tate, you and I, we made a game our competition of, of throwing smarties into our mouths in creative ways. <laughs> and we totally like disregarded general conference. They're just on in the background. But I just remember having like the time of my life, like throwing smarties, like off the wall and like catching them in our mouths, like throwing them to each other, like bouncing them off the table and stuff like that. that and it was like so, funny. so fun. And I just remember that it was in 305 in the kitchen during general conference. Maybe we were supposed to be using the Smarties for the bingo or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, I wish I remembered that. It sounds really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I just remember thinking like, oh, this is so creative and so fun. Like, like who would have thought to throw Smarties against a wall and then catch it in your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? I love that. Did you guys ever go a ton to preset session with dad? Because before the priesthood session was like required to be in person. Like, I don't think they streamed it. Nope. It was always in person. And you, it was either you catch it in person or you read it in the enzyme. Yeah. Like four months later or whatever. 
my my memories with that were going to the 10th ward with grandpa even when he lived in the 11th ward pretty mm-hmm. sure the grandpa and then getting some papa murphy's after yeah yeah oh my that god that was a I fun totally tradition <laughs> papa murphy's after at grandma and grandpa luffy's that's good pizza like as far as pizza goes it's like pretty quality not super greasy and you did it at home, so you avoided all the crowds. Plus, like, you never carried home, like, a super greasy, gross pizza that was lukewarm by the time you got home. Yeah. I think it's the only pizza I've ever seen Grandma and Grandpa Lucy eat. They've probably eaten brick oven. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. And other pizzas. I, I guess I'm saying I'm sure. I've seen them eat brick oven. But, yeah, that's the, uh, as far as, like, frequency of pizza eating... Papa John's or not Papa John's Papa Murphy's for sure. Yeah. With anchovies, with not anchovies, artichokes, artichokes. artichokes yeah. I was going <laughs> to say what? He's so gross. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of like foods I would have during general conference. And I feel like I didn't never had one besides like the orange rolls mom would do. Now it seems like the logical choice to get Oreos and milk, but <laughs> the logical. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's like a very general conference friendly. That's, I, I would I would consider it a good conference friendly snack. The only snack. Cool. Yeah, we try to keep the special, like fun breakfast tradition with like general conference or stuff like that. Like we'll make like German pancake or crepes or like waffles or something. Soraya's family always does crepes. Every single time, at least one of the general, general conference, like Sunday morning, it's always crepes. Very rarely is anything else, which is same idea with like the special breakfast for general conference. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do it every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. We do Sunday waffles every week. I'm just joking. Which is also a great tradition. <laughs> <laughs> I walked on the moon. Yeah. The past two general conferences, mom and dad have been out of town. Like in New York or Philly, probably. Mm-hmm. And Rach and I have gone over to mom and dad's and bought orange rolls and made orange rolls and just chill. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. That's awesome. Do you do you go to their house because you don't have TV at your house? You just like like it's on KBY or BYU TV or whatever, and you gotta use television. No, so we can we can watch we watch the majority of the sessions here. Sometimes we go there because a they like us to watch the cats mm-hmm. and the it's nicer than our apartment. We can gotcha. take a couch. Cool. Right on. You know, I'd like to make orange rolls from scratch. That would be really fun, I think. Legit. I think it would be I fun w- once. And then it'd be like, okay, they're like a little bit better, but the labor is not worth it. I bet they'd be significantly better. <laughs> uh, we, we should, when we come <laughs> out in next month to visit you, we should do it. We should do a taste test. Okay. You and I we can make have- orange rolls. I was just going to say, we have a copycat Cinnabon cinnamon roll recipe, and that is out of this world. Cool. You know, funny funny side note on that. Um, I really like to cook and bake. I think it's like a, like the artsy side for part of me like comes out. And when dad was here just recently, I don't remember I was chopping or cooking something or whatever, and he walks over to the kitchen and we start talking. And he's like, so you actually like cooking. <laughs> like i love that question dot, dot 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 question mark type like tone with them i was like 
yeah, believe it or not, I actually do. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> that is really funny. So Rach and I are over there once a week, usually. Um, and yeah, we've had talks about making sure making sure there's meals and stuff because both of them are working full time now, so it's hard to actually make meals. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is very obvious that Dad does not like to cook. Really, really. <laughs> Yeah. And then he'll be like, I cook. I can put chicken bacon in the microwave. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> As he kind of like snickers to himself. Yeah. I'd also like us to talk about any other routines or, or rituals that we had on Sunday that you guys can remember. One that I remembered is that, so Easter was always on a Sunday. Um, but how mom and dad, this could also maybe be a whole nother episode. Easter, I don't know. Easter. Um, but where mom and dad make a little basket for all of us and put it in the backyard. I only remember this at, at Foothill. I don't know if they did it before, or if I just don't remember. They did it at grandma and grandpa's too. They, they've we did done it pretty Arizona. much our whole lives. Yeah. Well, but I remember I the first basket I remember is in Arizona and they got me a GI Joe storage box. Yeah. And that was like my basket. Mm-hmm. And I was like the greatest day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> like and it was it was hidden inside the camper shell of the red truck. That's awesome that you remember. I love that. Yeah. I remember like me or someone else opening that like the knob like thing that you had to turn, you know, like 90 degrees to open it or yeah. whatever. That was always kind of satisfying to undo that latch. Mm-hmm. And opening it up and seeing like the cute confetti because mom made it all cute with like the blue or like the green confetti coming out like a brand new GI Joe and it had like the <laughs> you know the AR fifteen next to it and like the grenades and like the scuba gear and stuff the like that belt and the holster exactly that was like the best ever is that the same GI Joe box that we used for the time machine yeah. Yeah, so that, that, totally one was, was. that was Skyler's G.I. Joe box. My G.I. Joe box got thrown away while we were living at Grandma and Grandpa Luthie's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. The first time we were living at their house? Yeah, the first time. It's actually something I'm like, so you both know that I'm like not really a, like I don't keep stuff, right? Like if I, if it's not serving me, I'm like pretty quick to throw something away. But my heart still hurts a little bit because... I was in sixth grade and I was, I don't know what got into me, but I was like, you know, I've, I'm done playing with GI Joe's. I've outgrown this. And I walked the box over to the garbage and I put it in the garbage and then mom saw it and she pulled it out. She's like, Scott, what are you doing with this? And I explained to her, I was like, mom, I've thought this through. I don't want it anymore. Like I'm not a little kid anymore or something like that. That was the idea. And she was like, okay, I'm going to put it right here. If you want to throw it away, like you're going to have to throw it away again. And I walked over and I did it. And I so wish I had all of my super cool G.I. Joe stuff just for yeah. fun. Like I had so much cool stuff. I remember playing with I never got one, but I remember playing with probably Scott's because Skylar just went into the ground. Um, but yeah, that was super fun. And obviously I'm sure lots of things got lost by the time it reached me, but it was fun. Yeah, the G.I. Joe stuff was fun. Coming full circle though to Easter, like things that I remember about Easter because I was on Sunday. Um, I remember the the most so two the two Easter's I remember best is one Easter I got a rainbow tie from Missionary Mall. Do you do you do you remember this tie? 
It's like a, I'll grab it right now. You still have it? Yeah, I do. It's like white and rainbow striped, right? Yep. This one. I don't remember that. So I got I, this I one. <laughs> I got this one. I wore it to the, like I was wearing it in the MTC and someone was like, that is such a cool tie. Where did you get it? And it, it's, I showed them it was from Missionary Mall and they were like, no freaking way. Like they don't have cool ties there. How long ago did you get that? So that, that was one Easter because I've been complimented on that tie like my entire life. That's awesome. And don't then, ever throw it away. I know, right? Um, I have so many ties in there and I, I, now that I'm working at the hospital, I actually wear ties pretty frequently, but I don't, I don't wear all of them. Um, but the other Easter I remember, or the other like, um, Easter basket item I remember was a red book with yellow writing on it. I forget what it's called. It was like something like psychology explained. Yes. We each got a book or maybe just me and Scott. Cause I got science and you got psychology like the psychology book or something and then i think skylar i think you got like a like a man's man style men's style book or something like Art that something like that oh my gosh <laughs> yeah that's 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 the book i got for easter that state just has it on a shelf that's so awesome that's awesome uh, i have an easter question what is not what what well actually both maybe what was your favorite easter candy growing up and what currently is your favorite Easter candy? So in our Easter baskets, dad would always put peeps. And I felt obliged to like peeps. And I really did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> confession. Dad's heart just broke a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, I'll eat them, but definitely not my favorite candy. And dad was like, they're so good. I'm like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I think I've always liked Reese's, like the, the Reese's eggs, you know? Yeah. Such a good peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I also like Cadbury eggs. The uh, small ones that are like M&M's or the big ones that are hollow? Both. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, I think that's it. Growing up, I think the Reese's eggs were definitely um a hot commodity um i remember in high school i discovered uh you know the trolley sour gummy worms yes they also make uh trolley eggs like gummy eggs and those were like the best ever really yeah they're like this big they're like the size of m&ms kind of and I, they're only around, they were only there around Easter. I don't know if mom and dad actually got me them, but I remember them always being around and I really loved them. Now I really love, I mean, obviously I love Reese's. Obviously I would still, I still love the trolley eggs and stuff, but I really love the Cadbury eggs that are like M&M's and the solid chocolate with like the yeah. candy mm-hmm. shell. Yeah. I would say that's my favorite current one too. Oh, They're you awesome. have those. Oh my god. Complete gosh. worst case scenario. And what's the other one? The handbook of style. Yeah, those are skies. <laughs> Both of them, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That's great. Hey, I, I, I'd I, love to look through those at some point when I'm back out in Utah or something. Yeah, for sure. I feel like the wall you have your computer against is just 
shelves of books. Can you just like turn the computer and show us really quick? I'm just curious how. So there's a window and shelves. shelves. Okay. Gotcha. So you're you're flanked by shelves of books. Yes, shelves. Got it. Nice. Um, I was just saying. I would say my favorite candy is currently the little Cadbury eggs. I love those. I think growing up, <clears throat> it was probably the hollow Cadbury egg with the sugar cream inside. I thought yeah. those were so good. Uh, definitely. Also, the something that's maybe not my favorite favorite, but very reminiscent of mom and dad and Easter um, was the orange chocolate or the chocolate orange. Oh, yeah, that's great. I still like that. that. Like the slices on it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Another quick random memory that I had, I was thinking about other things that we did on Sunday. And I think because Sunday, everybody was home, usually if dad wasn't traveling. Um, it was also t- time to just spend more time together. I don't know if we were allowed to play video games, but I think I remember us being in like the the bachelor's cave, as mom would call it, downstairs, um, playing a lot of things. And then also... I remember there being one Sunday where dad and I, I don't know if you've seen this video, dad and I have a plastic cup. And I think this was when both of you were moved out. So dad and I were just hanging out. We had a plastic cup and we were trying to get it to land correctly, but the cup was like funnel shape. We were bottle flipping it. Well, cup flipping it. It took like half hour or an hour. This was at 3612, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen this video. It was a time lapse. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that happened on my mission. Yeah, yeah. I remember coming. I remember coming home, and the bottle flipping thing and the cup flipping thing was like had become a thing. And I just remember thinking, like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) But it's fun, you know. Um, Any other routines or rituals that you guys want to share that we that happened during Sunday? Yeah, I I loved. I feel like growing up and. I don't know how mom will feel about this comment because she was the one that did most of the cooking, unfortunately. Like I could have helped, but I didn't. Um, I Growing up, I feel like I ate two meals on Sunday, either garlic lime chicken or Carrabba's chicken, both of which are so good. Yeah. That, totally. that, those meals will make me forever think of my family and yeah. our Sundays. Honestly, I do think garlic lime chicken was at least for me, the major Sunday thing. And then the Carabas chicken, I don't know when that became a thing, but I remember it becoming a thing more so when, like maybe in high school. I feel like it was after my mission, it became a thing. Yeah. I remember one of the first things I wanted after I got home from my mission was the garlic lime chicken. Really? Yeah, I told mom, I was like, yeah, that's that's what I want, you know? <laughs> that's funny. I asked mom to send me the recipe while I was on the mission. I made it there super good, but mom sent me a little spice blend. Like she combined all the spices perfectly. So I just mm-hmm. had to add two spoons. That's nice. nice. Yeah. I'll have to get that recipe. Yeah. Well, if there are no other thoughts, then we can kind of close it with I the main takeaway slash um I kind of wrote this last question. What did slash do you love or appreciate from those routines or rituals that we had? Um, or what did you dislike or learn from or want to do differently? I think mom and dad did a good job at making Sunday different. Um, and I know we've like joked about how 
dad didn't like us playing with a ball out in the front yard because other people would see us and we wouldn't be keeping the sound tail or whatever. That, that um, was our perception of why he didn't like it, at least. I wonder what he'd say now. I thought, I think I've heard him and mom joke about this. And he and mom had a conversation about this because mom was really stoked about it. But dad was like kind of uncomfortable with us playing outside. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the conclusion that we came to. I could be wrong. Okay. Okay. But that's, or at least that's what's in my head. Either I, way. Sure. Just I I could totally see it being like a a peer pressure thing for dad. We went on a backpacking hike recently and he didn't want to be walking on Canyon Canyon Road with his backpack because he didn't want to be seen. And then he put his hat on. He's like, it's okay. Wearing a hat, people won't recognize me. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's funny. That's going to be a funny story in like however many years when they listen to this. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think um, growing up, Sundays were always like different from the rest of the week. And it was mostly family centered. And I really, I, I always enjoyed that aspect of it. Because I mean, we played and hung out as a family plenty throughout the week. But Sundays always felt more family centered, I guess, or different from the rest of the week. And I appreciated that. Still yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. I I feel that way too. I feel like I feel like Sundays, even though we weren't playing like board games or card games, I feel like we were still playing games. Like I, I, a lot of my Sunday memories are with you two, because um, mom and dad were just doing grown up stuff. And I feel like there was like we played a lot of video games on Sundays, and I think mom and dad were totally cool with it because it was like, hey, brothers are spending time with each other. That's fun. Um, so I think I, I, I guess my takeaway would be that there should be like a day of the week or two, like a Sunday. And then I don't know, like, like the Sunday and then family home evening on a Monday thing to me is just like back to back. I think if we were going to do family home evening, I'd want to like sandwich it and do it on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. So that there's like a touch point halfway through the week. And then Sunday again for that more kind of ritualized or habitual family time. Like, Hey, this evening we're just together as a family catching up, making memories, having fun. I think I want to bring like carry that over into our family because I really benefited from it. Some thoughts that were generated as you guys were sharing. I also remember during Sunday, um, I, at least, at least for me, I think it was apparent that mom and dad both had differing opinions on what it meant to keep the Sabbath day holy. Cause like, and I remember mom always saying like, yeah, kind of like ox in the mire situation. And me being like, what is that? She would explain it to me. And then my dad's, and then dad would always say like, like, oh yeah, like always ox in the mire or something like that. Um, but I, I think I did appreciate because on Sunday, nobody was really doing any work and it was just nice to yeah spend time with family, um, whether that be outside or downstairs. Um, and I also remember with FHE, we didn't really have FHE growing up, at least from what I remember. We had like family game night kind of, but I remember being like, we're supposed to do FHE. Why aren't we doing FHE family? Come on. And I think I might've made mom and dad feel bad, but, uh, we did have family game nights. And I think that's really what matters. The family time. And I do agree that family time spaced out would is better than like, you have to have a spiritually focused moment on Monday night, which I think is kind of dumb. Um, but yeah, I think 
main takeaway for me would be, yeah, just carving out time slash days for family time. Yeah, an FAG, if you want to call it that, doesn't have to be like opening prayer, opening hymn, spiritual thought, lesson, mm-hmm. you know, it's FAG can be just playing with football or something like, yeah. it's it's like what you said, that's it's the family time that matters. Well, and also, like, I kind of really love how our family did it, where it was like, Sunday was a family oriented day. And every night, the rest of the week was like family prayers where you just like it, it was FHE and and a sense of the word. Again, if you want to call it that, where we just got together as a family and we talked and we kind of closed the night out and went to bed. Um, but I also like the I, I want to make sure to loop in the recreational activities into our family stuff just because it's so fun. So fun to get out and do stuff. Jade's been playing wiffle ball, at least in Provo. She's playing wiffle ball a little bit. And it was so fun to see her like swing a bat and hit it and then run and try and like tag her with a ball and have her just like be so giggly about avoiding getting tagged and stuff. So I agree with both what both you said. It'll be fun. I love that. Sweet. All right. Are we doing the sign off now? Let's see how it goes. Okay, wait. So we're we're reading that's a wrap. And then I I go, or or do I say one, two, three? We wing it until we figure it out. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'm not the one editing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a wrap. One, two, three. We love we you. Love, love you, you, mom and dad. Woo. Talk to you soon.